0: welcome to another episode of the spiritual awakening show podcast i'm your host Brent spirit and this is another episode of the ongoing kundalini awakening series today i'll be giving a bit of a straight talk on weed and its place or lack thereof within the kundalini awakening journey i invite you to check out the other parts of this series if you haven't already to check out some really great interviews with some really fascinating, wise, experienced people that have been traveling the Kundalini Awakening journey for decades, as well as to find some useful tips and principles on various topics to do with the Kundalini Awakening journey from me. So let's get right into it. So here are my thoughts on weed and its place within the Kundalini Awakening journey. Of course, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a guy. Today I'm going to speak against excessive weed use during kundalini awakening but I am a reasonable person and so towards the end of this message here today I'm going to share a little bit about my thoughts on how you can use weed properly during your awakening journey if you so choose so let's begin So I meet with many people that are going through Kundalini Awakening process. And sometimes some of the individuals that I meet, they often tell me, you know, they're dealing with a lot of different challenges that have been going on for months, maybe years. They tell me, you know, there's uncomfortable energetic phenomena coming and going within their body, within their chakras. Maybe they have issues sleeping, the others sleep too much or too little, they can't get to sleep at night. You know, if they try to meditate, things get really, really intense within within their system inside internally, and they really can't handle it. So they avoid meditation. You know, they sometimes say that, you know, they can't find the will, the energy, the drive to go out and maybe go to work, maybe find a way to make money, support themselves, take care of their responsibilities. And, you know, they often share all of this with a sense of blaming the Kundalini process. You know, it's like, going through kundalini it's been months it's been years and this is what i'm dealing with it's really hard it's kundalini's fault i want to fix this what do i do about kundalini how can i address this kundalini awakening process so when they share this with me sometimes you know i hear this i can sense that they're you know withholding something pretty important about you know their their lifestyle and their approach now to them it may not seem important but to me i I feel that it is. Now, that's totally fine. You know, nobody owes me every single detail of their life just because they're, you know, connecting with me to explore their spiritual awakening journey. That's fine. So we explore whatever it is that they've shared with me and we can talk about that. But eventually, in some cases, it comes out that they have a regular daily habit of smoking weed. Okay. And then, of course, to me, it all makes sense. Ah, now I see what's going on here. So often they tell me, you know, they smoke weed on a regular basis, daily, multiple times a day, because it helps them to manage the difficulties associated with their Kundalini process. Like I was mentioning, all those different energetic phenomena, uh, the difficulty sleeping, all that kind of stuff. It helps them to manage it, right? It helps them to manage the spontaneous movements that can sometimes arise as a result of Kundalini, called those Kriyas. Sometimes it helps them to manage the emotional upheaval that can happen as we go through Kundalini process, you know. The purification process, the, uh, the, the the part where kundalini begins to bring up things that we've been storing within our system, within our nervous system, within our chakras, within our psyche, within our memory. You might be able to call this trauma or emotional baggage. You know, kundalini brings all that up, and that's difficult. It's a difficult process, and so sometimes people will use weed to, you know, dull that process, okay? And so this, of course, it makes sense. It makes sense because it is it's true. There are ways in which we can you know, dull these extreme difficult challenges that the kundalini process brings right and weed is is an effective way to do that but the issue here is that you know those experiences that i mentioned spontaneous movements the kriyas the emotional purification in the big picture those aren't a problem right spontaneous movements kriyas that's the way that the body is throwing off some of the tension right it's like it's like stretching right it's like it's an expression it's like crying for example when you cry you release right? You, release, you have an emotional release. So when you have a kriya, you spontaneously move. It's a release of some tension that you've been holding, right? And so all of this is not a problem. Same with the emotional purification. When difficult emotions are arising from the memory, from the psyche, it's not a problem. It's arising to be cleared out. But if you see it as you know some weird thing that's happening to you and you don't have context, you don't have understanding about why this is overall an evolutionary process a transformative process then of course you're going to naturally try and find some means to manage it to dull it and weed is a very accessible one it's one that many of us are familiar with even prior to kundalini awakening right and so it's part of our culture and so naturally we may be drawn to it you know we may experience some of the short-term benefits of that which like i've been saying are dulling the intense extremes of kundalini process okay so this is what happens when we treat kundalini awakening spiritual transformation spiritual evolution when we treat the signs of it when we treat those signs as symptoms that means that we treat our spiritual awakening as an illness and what do we do with illnesses we medicate ourselves right and so weed becomes a way to medicate okay but as with any medication as with any drug there's always a price okay And I don't mean um, monetary price, though. of course there is, um, unless you have, you know, really good insurance or something, but there's always a price, and the price is some sort of side effect on the body, right? Maybe subtle, Um, you may not notice it, but there's always a price, always, always, okay? And so the price of weed is that it stunts your spiritual process, it waters down your experience of life, kills your drive, it distorts your relationship with time, it, uh, impedes your ability to connect with yourself and others emotionally and that sort of thing. Of course, there are many benefits. You know, I understand this. I'm not some nerd here who has never gotten high before. I know what we is all about. I'm speaking from direct experience here. I always like to speak from direct experience. And so I know that there are some great benefits and I've benefited from it myself. But I also know that, like I said, there is a price. And so this message is for those out there who may not have recognized the price that weed has been, uh, you know, taking from you. You may not have recognized that. And so I'm just here to kind of bring some light to that. Maybe you did recognize it on some level, but you've been in denial. So that's why, you know, I mentioned that I'm giving a little bit of straight talk here, okay? So I understand, but like I was saying, weed, it's a drug. I know some people will like to say, no, no, it's not a drug. It's not... In the same category as you know Tylenol or some prescription drug. It's a plant. It's from nature. It's from the forest or whatever. It's no. It's a drug. Let's just be real. It has psychoactive components. It has an impact on your system, in in very significant ways. Um, you know, some people say, oh, you know, we've got built-in cannabinoid receptors inside our system already. That means we are meant to you know smoke weed and ingest cannabis. Uh, our body's waiting for it, body loves it. And they say all this kind of stuff. I get it. Like I said, I'm not some, some nerd. I know I've been around with weed. And I know what it's all about, okay? So I also understand that some people use it for genuine medical reasons, right? They may have chronic pain and it actually brings relief to that chronic pain. I can understand that. I'm not necessarily saying, you know, if that's your reason for doing it, or for using it, then, you know, you should stop. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a doctor, but I just want to invite you to reconsider that if perhaps you happen to be using weed to avoid some of the spiritual purification process, you should reconsider, okay? So weed does have its place, and I'll be speaking about this in a little bit. Like I said, I'm going to talk about uh, how you can use weed on your spiritual journey, but for now, I really want to emphasize that you know, there's a lot of people out there, maybe not you, but there's a lot of people out there that are abusing it. They're sabotaging their Kundalini process. And then they're living in denial about it. Okay. And they're acting as if, you know, Kundalini is the issue when it's actually the weed, right? They're acting like, oh, my Kundalini this, my Kundalini that. When it's actually the weed, that's really causing things to be amplified, delayed. Um, You know, you're dealing with extremes. It's actually just the, the medication that you've been using to address some of the, the natural evolutionary processes involved with Kundalini, uh, the weed is actually what's causing the problems, right? So if you find yourself in a difficult place on your journey and you have been smoking weed regularly to cope with it, I invite you to reevaluate your habits, like I was saying. So though weed may be a short-term solution to some of the things that arise in the Kundalini process, in the long run, it's going to cause great turbulence. Like I said, I meet with people. You know, they've been saying, "Oh, this Kundalini thing's been going on for years." You know, haven't had a job in years. I've just been sitting at home. Uh, you know, feeling victimized by this spiritual thing that happened to me. When you know, it's it's uh, it's. We've got to look at the big picture. right? We got to look at uh, you know what drugs are you taking? Quite frankly, okay. So I've said this before, but I think it's. Worth repeating, you know, I don't like looking at Kundalini process as if we are victims of it. I don't like looking at it as if it's a diagnosis. I don't like looking at it as if it's something going wrong that we have to treat. All of the signs of it, they're not symptoms. I've addressed all of this quite clearly in previous parts of this series. But once again, I want to say, you know, going through Kundalini process, it's like undergoing surgery to remove a tumor. So in the surgery, you know, a surgeon comes, they cut you open, you know, you're gonna bleed. It's gonna be messy, it's gonna be painful right? There's going to be a recovery period, but overall surgery is good for us, right? That's how the tumor gets removed, right? So if we were to resist the surgical process, right? If we were to resist it, it's because we don't understand, you know, we don't understand what's really going on. And you might see this with, you know, maybe like a child who has to undergo surgery. They might may not understand all of this. And they may say, you know, I don't want to go to surgery. And this could also happen to, a, to an adult as well. You know, we might be afraid and whatnot, but you get my point here. If you've resist the idea of going into surgery and and because it's bloody and messy, well, you're, you're overlooking the, the more pressing issue, which might be, you know, that you have some sort of tumor, right? And so if that's your mindset, you, you know, when the surgeon cuts you open, you're going to say, oh, this person is harming me. They're my enemy. I need them to stop, right? Whereas this person is actually your savior, right? They're actually coming to heal you and help you, right? So the same thing goes with smoking weed to mitigate some of the challenges on the Kundalini awakening journey. So every time you smoke weed to kind of dull this process or shut it down or make it manageable, it's kind of like you are like punching the surgeon in the face and then knocking them out and just trying to get them to stop performing surgery on you because you're afraid of them cutting you open where you don't realize that the surgeon is actually coming to try and help you kundalini is actually trying to help you all of the emotional issues that you have when you're going through kundalini is actually purification the spontaneous movements are actually a purification process right like i was saying this is not a sickness it's not an illness these aren't symptoms these are signs of a transformation and so if you cooperate with it it can actually uh you know be carried out. And then you'll come to a point of stability where all of that no longer arises to such high degrees, right? The purification period does have somewhat of a relative end, right? You go through intense periods, but then once you're through those periods, you're actually able to live in a place where you're calm, centered, relaxed. Your nervous system is not in fight or flight. You're able to just be at peace you feel love in the heart maybe for in some cases you know psychic abilities open up you have connection with with uh with your heart with oneness with the world others all these beautiful things happen but after we go through the process but if you're shutting it down um you know with smoking weed and all these other things well then you're delaying the the actual outcome which is where this process is trying to take you okay so with all of that said my advice is to quit altogether unless you're really relying on it for, you know, some serious medical issues. And of course, like I said, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a guy. I suggest against this whole wishy-washy idea of, you know, cutting back the amount or smoking only every other day or on the weekends. Or I I see too many people that say, oh, I'm going to do that. I'll cut back and this and that. And then they're just, End up in the same cycles over and over again. It goes on for months and months at a time. I advise, just you know, like I said, if you don't really, if you're not relying on this for serious medical health issues, I would just quit cold turkey. Just, just stop. Okay, go through the whole challenge of you know figuring out how to navigate life without weed. It might be something you're not really familiar with because you know you may have been smoking weed for years, but just, just stop you know, don't, don't be wishy-washy about it, you know, doing that all cut back slowly and all that kind of stuff. Have courage, you know, be mindful, you know, cut it out entirely. Or if you're not willing to do that, rather than being wishy-washy and, you know, smoking a little bit at it, much less and cutting back, I suggest you do this. Okay. So if you don't want to quit or you can't, or you're not ready, no problem. Like I said, I'm a reasonable person. I think that if, everything is done with consciousness, it's all good, okay? So here's what I recommend that you do to shake the habit of smoking weed. What I suggest is that you approach smoking weed, ingesting weed, whatever, as a sacred spiritual ritual. So what this means is that you give the event of ingesting this this sacred herb, sacred medicine into your body, into your temple, the temple of your body, you give that experience as much reverence, respect, planning, mindfulness, and care as you would any sacred ritual, okay? So this goes for every time that you smoke weed, every time, every time, okay? That's key, okay? Not sometimes, every time, so what this means is you keep the plant in a some sort of sacred container. You know, not some dirty old shoebox. You don't leave it lying around on your coffee table. It's kept in a sacred place. Okay, before you smoke it, before you ingest it, you make sure that your set and setting are in order. If you're not familiar with these ideas, they come from you know the ways that people talk about using psychedelics, using hallucinogens. Um, Plant medicine, set, and setting. So what this means is we refer to uh, set refers to our mindset, right? So are you calm and collected? Or are you trying to go in and engage in this sacred ritual of smoking weed out of desperation? Are you anxious, right? Are you present? Are you mindful? Or is this just happening as like an automatic habit, right? What's your mindset set? Okay. Setting means your space, your location, your surroundings. Who are you with? right? Are you with people who care about you, people who you can connect with, people who you're willing to go through very intense, intimate experiences with, right? Which may arise as we go through the sacred spiritual ritual, right? Or are they just strangers? Are they people you don't really like? Or maybe you're smoking weed so you can tolerate them because, you know, you find them this or that. Or maybe you're smoking weed because you're anxious and you don't know how to be around people unless you're on weed. All things to consider when it comes into setting as well as mindset, right? Where are you? Are you in some unknown place? You know, some house party with all different kinds of people on all different kinds of drugs, different energies, you know? Are you in some back alley? Where are you, right? And is your space neat and tidy, right? So important. Any sacred ritual. Can you imagine you went to a church or a temple or a synagogue or a mosque and it was like dirty, like, you know, dirty dishes or rappers and all stuff around no it it would be absolutely ridiculous right even if you don't believe in religion or you don't have anything to do with those religions you would be appalled same thing so your space should be neat and tidy because this is a sacred ritual okay as well as your device that you're using your smoking device you know is it is it clean or just some like you know dirty old bong that you, you know you've been neglecting right from there once that is all in order then you set an intention Right? What do you do? What do you want to get out of this sacred ritual? Right? So you make a clear intention. It can be you're asking for something. You know, you're you're humbling yourself before the plant, before the intelligence of the plant, uh, saying you know whatever you want to show me and teach me, I'm I'm open. Right? Maybe there's a certain issue you're looking for insight on or fresh perspective. Right? You set an intention. Right? And you let it go. Okay. And in that letting go process, you let it go within. You know, do a little meditation you know, solidify the the intention and then let it go, right? So you meditate before you even ingest the plant, okay? Then, you know, you take the plant, you thank it. And you tune in, you thank, you have gratitude, appreciation for, for its blessing. It's a gift, it's for its gifts for you, right? You tune in energetically to it, you know, before you even smoke, before you even ingest it. And this is a very real thing, just holding it. You can feel the, feel the energy. If you're sensitive, if you're not, that's fine too, but it is a thing, so you can, you know, you can practice this. So you tune in, you just feel it. Okay, connect with its essence, you know, connect with its intelligence, right? You, know, you revere the plant as an aspect of the feminine goddess, as Mary Jane, you know, marijuana, as an aspect of mother nature, okay? So you, you treat it with this really, really great respect, okay? And then you ingest it with mindfulness. And then when you're under her influence, right, I say her, the feminine goddess, when you're under her influence, the influence of mother nature, the influence of this divine feminine intelligence, okay? Then you engage in some sort of sadhana, okay? Some sort of spiritual practice. Either you're meditating, you know, maybe you're listening to spiritual talk, you're reading something spiritual, you're writing, you're reflecting, you're having a conversation about meaningful things with somebody. You know, maybe you're going on a walk, a mindful walk. Maybe you're moving your body, stretching, taking, doing some self-care, right? So none of this like, you know, playing video games or, you know, You know, watching Trailer Park Boys, which is my favorite show, by the way. So none of those like, you know, lower consciousness type activities. And you know what I mean, okay? So when you approach weed in this way, which by the way, like I said, every time that you smoke, every time that you smoke, you should approach it in this way. Every time that you ingest it it should be treated as a sacred ritual. You know, what you will find is that the experience that you begin to have will be so profound, so powerful you won't be able to keep the regular habit up. Those experiences that you have, if you really, you know, approach this with this intention to have a real sacred ritual, the experience that you have can begin to be very psychedelic, very mystical, very spiritual, almost like, you know, um, um, experience that you might experience on like, you know, psilocybin mushrooms or DMT or, or, uh, you know, acid or ayahuasca. Maybe not the same, but they'll begin to, reach those levels, especially in combination with, you know, Kundalini process happening within you. And as we know with those, you know, drugs that I mentioned, those aren't something that you keep up every day for, you know, years at a time. You don't want to, you know, ask anybody, you know, you have have a significant spiritual experience on some sort of plant medicine or hallucinogen, you almost become, not even almost, you become averse to those drugs until... Later on, if at, at some point you even are called to them again, because the experience is so profound, it's so impactful on your system. So the same can start to happen with weed. And so naturally, you'll say, I don't I don't want to smoke anymore. All these things are starting to happen to me, and I'm still have to, I have to process them. The weed gave me so much homework. I saw some things, I cleared some things, I felt some things, and now I have to take a break from it and process what I experienced. But that will only happen if you really approach it with this sacred intention to approach it as, you know, a sacred sacred ritual, okay? Now, eventually, those experiences at a certain point will it will become very clear. You know, the weed has given you everything that it, that it could give you. You've taken everything that you need from it, and then it will be obvious, you know, I have to let it go. You let it go completely. Right. And that's when you go on your own way and you begin to become self reliant as opposed to relying on these, you know, outside um, substances and drugs. You begin to rely on your own intelligence of your system, on Kundalini, which is not different from the divine feminine, uh, you know, mother nature intelligence. It's already active within you already. Right. So keep all of this in mind. Yes, weed is sacred, it's powerful. It should be treated like this always. Okay, so here in Canada, it's legal. It's, it's part of our culture. Um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, weed is some joke, right? It's so powerful. But the problem is that most people aren't really able to surrender to its power. And so what they experience is very mild positive effects, which they, you know, they may feel it's great, but it's very mild compared to what it's capable of. And as well, they also just barely notice... The negative effects that are very much there you know they may not notice that their drive is being diminished they may not notice that they're becoming emotionally stunted but all these things are happening and so this is what happens when people aren't really able to recognize like this is a sacred medicine and surrender to its power well then when you don't do that you just you know receive very very uh, small little benefits that aren't really worth much okay so this is my my uh suggestion for those traveling the kundalini awakening journey with weed reevaluate your relationship it's if it's a regular thing for you and you're also going through some difficult you know things in your journey take note maybe the weed is what's causing some of the difficulty maybe it's not kundalini maybe it's the weed that you're maybe using to medicate some of the challenges if you're going through kundalini awakening things are going great for you you smoke regularly you ingest weed regularly great you can you know ignore me you don't have to listen to me um you know, trust your, your own guidance. Just keep what I'm saying in mind. Maybe there will come a point where you realize uh, it's not doing anything beneficial for you. Maybe you'll notice um, that it's giving you all that, it's, that it needs to give you and you'll just naturally want to stop, whatever it is. Of course, like I said, if you are willing to quit, that's great. Push through some of the difficult periods as your body readjusts, as your system readjusts, it'll be worth it. If you can't do that, no problem. Do what I said. Approach it as a sacred ritual. It's just like you would see a ritual in you know some other religious organization. Make your space a temple. Weed is a sacred sacrament. Have the experience treated as such and it will reward you. So let me know what you feel about this. If you disagree, if you have some feedback, if you have some experiences, I'd love to hear all about this. You can leave a comment below. You can send me an email if you have any questions about what I've shared. If you have any disagreements, um, if you want to rant about, you know, not agreeing with what I'm saying, whatever. Just know that my email inbox is open. If you have any questions about anything to do with your spiritual awakening journey at all, in general, you can reach me at info at brentspirit.com. I will respond. You can also uh, meet with me one-on-one if you like. I offer one-on-one meetings for those going through the spiritual awakening journey, experiencing challenges. I'm happy to discuss uh, whatever I can with you as well. If you'd like to support me in this work, you can make a donation. You can find all about that at brentspirit.com. Until next time, much love and peace.